Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi, babe. How are you? <laughs> Hi, babe. Hey, girl. I've got Rose and Malibu <gasps> Rising. And you. What more can I want? I have water and Malibu Rising is over there. But no one knows what over there is. So I have actually finished my glass of rosé, unfortunately. Oh, I should have but... drunk some wine. I know. But, you know, Thirsty Thursdays, it's fine. Yes, it's Thursday today, guys. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday and the sun is shining in London. Dun, dun, dun. It's actually been really lovely weather um, for September. Um, better than it was August. It we is have yeah. the worst weather in August. Don't move to the UK if you don't live here. It sucks. The weather is absolutely terrible. We had about six seconds of sun this year. I feel like we haven't had summer and we're going into autumn already. I'm going to have to get my sad lamp out. Huh? Isn't there a band like six seconds of summer? Six. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So no, what's the band called? Of summer. Yeah, it's a pop band. They're like uh, a, they're like Harry Styles esque. That's basically what we had. Six seconds yeah, of summer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's also a band called the Marzicans, and they've got a song that's like, "It's always sunny." At the, I'm not going to sing. It's always sunny at the weekend, and it's not. It's never sunny at the weekend. No. It's quite the opposite in this oh, country. Okay. I've just come back from Spain. So my first venture off the island for two years. I'm so I honestly, I can't, I cannot tell you how good traveling is for the soul. I can't believe how much I missed it. Right. And I, I, I have to say, like, of course, given the climate of everything, I was very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and I wouldn't have necessarily gone abroad had it not been for like my friends getting married. And I was say, besties' wedding can't miss it. Yeah. You? Oh my god, it was such a beautiful wedding. I cannot even. It was Aww. so beautiful. It was so well organized. It was super emotional. Um, I was in tears the whole entire time. She looked beautiful. Yeah, um, I cried like... when Ellie told me about it, by the way, guys. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was... Is it my time of the month? Like, seriously, why do I keep crying? <laughs> it it um... runs so much um, deeper than that, but. It, but yeah like well I'm so glad that she finally was able to get married and I'm so happy to have been able to go to Spain and see it happen and I'm so grateful for the for the break and the rest and while I was there and I think if you haven't seen um go follow us on at we are bookish pod on Instagram and Twitter on all of our socials actually I picked up um Sally Rooney's latest drop uh what's it Can called beautiful world where are you yeah but you got it in paperback Yes, I did. So, fun fact, they don't do hardbacks at the airport. I never knew that before. No, no, never knew. Why? Uh, I don't know. They just don't. Maybe it's like a weight thing on the plane, or maybe it's like a security <laughs> thing. I'm going to Google it. Why don't they sell hardbacks at the airport? Hmm. Well... It doesn't What's really Google say. saying? Nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. I actually know someone that will know. The owner of Wallingford Bookshop, absolute legend. <gasps> she was Hello. the one that told me that 
they don't sell hardbacks at the airport and I didn't know that but she, I'll ask her I'll send her a line she might come on the podcast as a little guest she listens so hi Ali <laughs> if you're listening hi Ali <laughs> um, <All right. laughs> so yeah anyway because I basically you know have we talked about our our joint opinion on hardbacks before oh we hate them sorry hate them. <laughs> actually we both have Malibu Rising and hardback as well but Sometimes you just can't wait, and I don't think I'm going to be able to wait for Sally Rooney. So I'm very, very jealous. Ellie's got in, her, in paperback, and basically she's just going to give it to me as soon as she's finished it, right? Basically, yeah. Although I'm having a very difficult time. Again, I am stuck in a reading sort of ditch where I can't get. I've got three books on the go, and I just need to finish one. And I actually am really enjoying Sally Rooney's um, Be- Beautiful World, Where Are You? and for whatever reason I'm just in a bit of a rut again so please if you have any tips to help me get out of a reading rut just just drop us a line um because I am stuck and I'm sick of it and I have a good reads goal to finish (laughs) I think what I do when I'm in a rut is read something really like gripping that's Mm. my only advice I think or also, and actually two more bits of advice (laughs) unsolicited um (laughs) maybe don't put the pressure on yourself like maybe just give yourself a break because if you're not feeling yeah. it you don't want you know you don't want reading to become a chore like it's something you do for fun so you don't want it yeah. to become a chore and also um maybe just like on the complete other end of the spectrum maybe just sit down and put like a timer on your phone for like 20 minutes and like read for 20 minutes and do like don't let yourself do anything else just set a timer and then you'll like get through quite a few pages and you might then get into the swing of it and want to carry on it's terrible because literally I'll wake up and go straight to my phone which is not something I always do I'll either get up and work out or get up and read and I just can't seem to do any of them um either of them I think sometimes like life just throws you a bit like that maybe start on Monday maybe just don't do anything until Monday and then be like right new week I'm gonna read yeah true yeah it's true also we have a lot of hardbacks <laughs> it's an issue it's an issue i've actually a lot got more th- hardbacks this year than yeah i'm having the issue right now because i've got i'm reading detransition baby but it's a hardback and i'm really struggling to get through it because i don't take it anywhere with me so i've got a paperback that i take on like the train and stuff especially like on the tube you you've got like limited space and like limited time and like you don't you might just have a little bag and you just got a little paperback in it. Yep. Nobody's got a bag big enough for a hardback. <laughs> no. Nope. And if I do, I'm not wasting precious space on hardbacks. Yeah, that's the thing. And they're heavy and they're, they're awkward to hold. And I just, oh, I don't really, like, when I release my novel, Ellie, <laughs> I say that as if I've written one. Um, no, hardback. It's going to just come out in paperback. I'm sorry, I don't even care about the money. Actually, I probably will care about the money at the time. But right now, I'm saying because it doesn't even exist. So, But it will talk. because um, Chevy Jones told you that it will. So, Oh, my God, guys. So we went to the Women's Prize shortlist reading event and it was sick. We posted all over our Instagram about a million times. So you probably already know that. But when we like were talking to Sherry Jones at like the signing, Ellie was like, oh, Kath's going to write a book. And I was like all embarrassed, you know, like, you know, all, like, no. And she was like, are you a writer? And I was like, well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe. And then she wrote in my copy of her book, um, 
can't wait to read your book one day. And I was like, wasn't I buzzing? I was absolutely you buzzing. Were. You were. Yeah. See? That's really cute. That's really cute. So, yeah. But that that event was good, wasn't it? It was. It was fantastic. And it was really nice of Sherry to sit and still a bit of, instill some confidence in you. You will do it. And you will. And I'm your biggest cheerleader. I'm going to make sure you do it. You really are. You actually really are. You were like, come on, girl, you can do it. Can and do then it. Ellie made me take a picture on the stage, like, to manifest my dreams, you know? Yep. <laughs> you got to see it to believe it. So you're manifesting those dreams. It was a fantastic event, though. And for me, like, I, one of my books that I need to finish, and I'm, like, 20 pages from finishing, is Patricia Lockwood's No One. No. It's talking about this. Thank you. My mind went blank. Um, I promise I've read it because when I gave it to her, it had my bookmark in that a bookmark that Kath made me. But then also it had um, it had like lots of like sticky notes in it, and she was just like, "Wow, <laughs> okay." <laughs> um, but to hear her book in her own words, and if anyone has read read the book or is reading, um, no one is talking about this, and you know that it reads like a, a stream of consciousness, but also like a stream as if you're like on Twitter so it's not always the easiest thing to follow you have to sort of get into the rhythm of that that stream of consciousness and so to hear it and to hear it in the author's own words was was fantastic for me um it was great and I I do really rate that book it's it's definitely a great interesting read and there's a reason why she's on the bookish shortlist as well as the women's prize shortlist so go check that out we're gonna do an episode on it aren't we absolutely oh you absolutely have to yeah there's so much to to unpick just you know i need to read it first <laughs> <laughs> give yourself some time because um, it's taken uh, me a while i've got many books on the go many many actually i just finished piranesi ah. and who, which won the women's prize so good it's like it's not something i would have picked up normally mm. um but it's really good i really liked it um i wanted it to be longer which i wouldn't normally say I don't think. <gasps> I did want it to be longer. Like, I really like the main character, Prunesi. Like, he's so lovely. Like, you just want the... You're rooting for him the whole way through the book. So... Like, yes, you. I've not read it yet, but I did pick it up while I was... Oh, sorry, guys. That's the ice cream. <laughs> you can hear it. Which tells you that it's good It's good weather here, like we said at the beginning. He only Brilliant. comes out when it's sunny outside. <laughs> so if you did hear that, that's the ice cream van yeah if you're um, not british it's a true true delight yes. when that sign go- when that sound goes off you know there's ice cream on your block <laughs> <laughs> it's oh it's so good oh yeah should we do we need to explain this maybe a man comes ugh, a man comes in a van that sounds really with oh, ice cream <laughs> with ice cream and i promise you it's not as like um What's I wonder if word? it's a universal thing. I don't, you know when it's like one of those things, you're like, is this a weird British thing or do they do it in other countries? <laughs> it's not as sinister as it sounds. A man <laughs> comes in his van and he brings ice cream. You can buy like a 99 with a, with a yeah, a 99. It's not, a 99 is just like a Mr. Whippy in a soft cone with a chocolate flake. But they're not even 99p anymore. They're definitely like £1.19. I bought one on Clapham on my birthday on Clapham Common. I was with like three gals and we'd mm. been for drinks and we we're like, oh my god, ice creams. Sixteen pounds for four Mr. Whippies on Clapham what? Common. Yeah. What? I know. I know. Oh, 
I was like, don't worry, girls, I got this. Like, it's my treat. 16 And then quid. they're like, 16 pounds. And I was like, how much? Last <laughs> day, like, robbery. Four pounds for Mr. Whippy. Four pounds for Mr. Whippy. You were better off getting a Calippo. I know. Better off going to the supermarket and just getting a tub of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and four spoons. <laughs> oh, um, that's, yeah. that's terrible. We digress. Anyway. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, um, Piranesi, definitely read it. We should also do an episode on that too, Ellie, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, really Susanna good. Clark was hilarious. Oh my God, she's so funny. Absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, I rated her a lot. Yeah, because the setup of the event was like, you go around, you go to the different stalls, the authors are milling around. We didn't, we weren't there so much for the milling around. We got a drink and we sat down and um, we listened to them speak once it was time to. Oh, we were there with our good friend Catherine. She's the lovely lady that is going to write the sequel to the family upstairs. So she was with us too. Um, but yeah, we sat down and we, Bernadine Everisto, who's the author of Girl, Woman, Other, was there and she was like the MC. Um, and she talked with every author. Every author gave a reading and then she had questions for them so everyone was there with the exception of Britt Bennett which was just like heartbreaking for me but I think there was some mix up with her flights but yeah you know, that it was is really what it rubbish, is actually but yeah. I was secretly slightly pleased because my copy of The Vanishing Half is with my dad my dad's reading it so I wouldn't have been able to get it signed and how gutted would I, I would have had to buy another copy just to get it signed <laughs> so dad you can keep this <laughs> Yeah, Dad, you can have that. I've got a new one now. <laughs> yeah, it was um, fantastic. And definitely check out the shortlist. Definitely check out the long list. I mean, we, I think both, well, Kath, not me so much, but we've definitely hit more of the long list than we have maybe yeah. the shortlist. Um, exciting times. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Both of book. us, the transition baby. Oh, exciting times was in um, the ASOP pop-up. Oh, was it? Yeah, so um, in London last week, it was London Pride last week, and ASOP did like a pop-up LGBTQ plus library. I think they called it the Queer Library. And basically, mm-hmm. you could just go and get a book by a queer author. Like, they just had them for free, and they were just promoting like oh all God, these I books. That. It was really cool. And it I... was like, yeah, just they, they took all the products out of the shops, and they were just like promoting all these books. It was great. Really great. I miss I miss Pride every year, every year, and it's a, it's actually like a long running joke now with me and two of my friends. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna come down and celebrate Pride with us," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm not here." And I'm always it's because I'm always out of the country. And then the one time Pride changes and it's in September, I happen to be out of the country. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! It's so weird. It's so weird. It's literally it's an on running long running joke now. It's quite funny. Um, I intend to be at a London Pride someday. Next year, maybe. next year, hopefully. Yeah, and even like in Sydney when I lived there for Mardi Gras, I was always like away, so it'd be like, Oh, Mardi Gras this weekend, and I'll be like, Oh, sorry, I'm up in Byron Bay or something stupid like that. So it's, it's I don't know how I plan time these things, but yeah, hilarious. But I'm glad that you got to go to the um pop up, I would love to. Have yeah, I it. thought it was really cool. I got Rainbow Milk, that's the book that I picked Did up. Did you? Oh, Nacho was reading, that wasn't he. Yeah, so and Sorry, my that's a friend went, of us. she got actually my housemate oh no, she didn't pick up the same. I can't remember what she Oh, my housemate got Shuggy Bane and then ah. Caroline got uh, can't remember. 
it's got it's got a title with like 15 seconds 10 days or something oh what's it called i don't know but she got another one so but also, they had like exciting times they had girl woman other they had loads of like best they had detransition baby as well but already got that so yeah it was really good but actually the book we're going to talk about today also has an lgbt storyline it does indeed it does and indeed. And it is, drum roll please, Malibu Rising, which you already know because it's going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> this is now a Taylor Jenkins Reid Stan podcast. Thank you. <laughs> We've done two in the, like, the space of a couple of weeks. So we said we'd space them out, but no. No, we love her too much. Yeah, she's brilliant. She is brilliant. Everything she writes is just brilliant. Like... And all we're all connected. So last time when we did when we did Daisy Jones and the Six, I hadn't read Malibu Rising and Ellie was going on about Mitt Reaver and I was like, I'm confused. But <laughs> they are connected. He's he's one of the husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and there is a line in Daisy Jones and the Six about him. And then the whole of Malibu Rising is about his kids. So yeah. it's it's great. Like I love that she's made this universe where everyone sort of just coexists in in some way even in the in the smallest of detail if you're one of those eagle-eyed readers that you can pick up and go oh my god these people just exist so I was saying there's a podcast called my hobby pod if you want to check them out they're really great I like listening to them they put a post on their social where it was about TJR and stuff and they were like oh have you got any suggestions um to read more and there was this I've read Evidence of an Affair, of the Affair, something like that. It's an Amazon short read that you can get if you've got an Amazon account. It's part of your Prime. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before. Literally, can I get it on my Kindle? Jo- yeah, 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 yeah. I downloaded oh, it on my Kindle and I inhaled it. It's like 100 pages, if that, less than, I would sick. say. Sorry, um, I interrupt you, Karen. No, it's okay. Daisy Jones makes an appearance there and it's literally just like a reference to her. But all of these people exist within the same universe, however small it might be. And it's just fantastic. So it's funny because in your head now, it's like, okay, this person's been mentioned in this book. This person's been mentioned in that book. I wonder if, and we'll get to this section part of the book, someone who's mentioned in part two would then become their own novel later on because mm-hmm. it could happen how small that detail was about Mick Reaver and Evelyn Hugo and now we've got a whole book dedicated to him his life and his children mostly his would, children but yeah I would absolutely love to hear Taylor Jenkins Reid talk about her novels because I'd love to hear what she's got to say about like that connection and stuff she mm. must have this whole world in her head yeah it's almost like Harry Potter-esque isn't it like a whole <laughs> other world <laughs> that just a whole world yeah. where the rich and famous are just like living yeah. their lives oh god it's so good um so yeah it's it's fantastic and the structures i've not read evelyn hugo so i don't know what the structure is for that book but it is different from daisy jones and the six so with with daisy it's very much written in a uh like a, a bio not a biography but you know like a like an interview, isn't it? Like an interview, yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but this is set in two parts. The first part is about the Reavers um, and and that family, so Mick and June and his children. And it leads us up to present day. And um, part two is then from present day and this one night. Because we get we start off in the intro is like 
this this is this family there is a fire and and the fire burns down like burns through the whole of Malibu and then it's like this is how we got there part one and then part two is like the night the events that unfold but part one is like about the family um I hope that made sense (laughs) yeah I think so um but yeah and so (laughs) maybe maybe I just know your brain (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so yes so we have an intro then we have part one which is focused on the Reavers it's very character focused um and then part two is the events of the night unfolding to take us to back to the intro as it were yeah um so yeah should we focus on part one for a second then um how did you find it we could maybe is it easier to go through the characters yeah let's do it yeah Yeah. so we're introduced to mick and june reaver they are america well their love story basically um june is from a good family yeah go for it i was just gonna say don't read this story if you're a hopeless romantic because honestly it broke my heart true you feel for june don't you Uh, yeah like basically yeah mick like they get married before he's famous and then he's famous and he literally just treats her like dirt yeah yeah it's so horrible it's got that rock and roll trajectory he so they meet yeah they meet she's from a small town she's from malibu she's from malibu before malibu is what we know malibu to be now right yeah which i love which is lovely yes so so I love Malibu. I love going to Malibu, but I only know Malibu as it is now. So yeah, um, her parents own a, a restaurant. Um, they she's made a vow that she never wants to be like her parents. She doesn't want to inherit the restaurant. She wants to go live her own life. She meets Rick, not Rick, Mick. Mick sort of sells her a dream. I would say yeah, he does. Kind of. Yeah, and it's all well and good. Um, before they get married I think he also sort of buys into the dream I think he thinks that June will keep him grounded is the grounding influence he thinks he needs going into fame but he soon very much loses sight of that and then you get this like trajectory where he goes in like of of a rock and roll star he's in and out of her life a lot um he's having extramarital affairs um he's got a way of sort of he's got a way with women um of maybe manipulating and getting what he needs or wants from them, never really being settled, never really being a proper dad. And it has an effect on each child as they come along. Um, Mm. Their children are Nina, Jay and Hud, the twins. I say twins in abbreviation. And the youngest, Reva, what was her name? Uh, Not Jess. (laughs) It's not Jess. We put the youngest Reaver on our notes, but we can't remember what it was. Oh my god, what's her name? Why do we always do this? Oh, we're terrible. Kit. Kit. Kit Reaver. Of course, she's called Catherine. Oh yeah. Kitty. Kit Reaver. So um there is a decided decide there's a point in which Mick doesn't return to June. He has two his two children with her and which is Nina and Jay. He has an extramarital affair in which he has HUD. HUD is dropped at the front doorstep um, one day, a few months after Jay is has come along. Um, June just takes him in. She's just like, he. this, this child will be loved. Um, and then they have Kit, and they have Kit a long time after, a, f- a little while after they've had the first three. And that's because... 
Mick comes back for about a year, plays for Happy Families and then leaves again. Um, so it's Taylor's oldest time when you think about rock and roll stars back in, in that time, would you not say? Yeah. I think of yeah. like Mick Jagger. It's like classic, yeah. Yeah, I think of... The only one I think that bucks that trend is Johnny Cash, kind of, because Johnny Cash did have a, f- a first wife and he left her his second wife who was then besotted with and was with for the rest of his life um and then after she passed he died a little while afterwards like Aww. which was really sad oh, don't break my heart i can't deal with it um, <laughs> but <laughs> mick is nothing like june no mick is nothing like johnny cash um no nah. but you see how mick's mick's presence or lack thereof has an influence on all of them june becomes a no she's not even a functioning alcoholic at all she is an alcoholic it's really sad and yeah it's it's really god I feel for her so much in the book like quite heartbreaking really and then Mm. I also really feel for um for like the kids in general like all of them I think I feel for because like even Kit like yeah although she is she does have all these like older siblings that take care of her like she doesn't she grows basically grows up without both her parents. Yeah, she, they they are affected. I, I guess the proximity effect is what um, to all of it is how differently they're affected by it, right? So Nina mm. is the one that is very. She's the eldest. She's very conscious of what's going on. Um, I kind she, of love the ending for her though. Yeah, the way she just sort of like they just all say, you know what, Nina, you've done so much for us. You go and do you. You do. Yeah. It's like you do you, honey, and she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> she's 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 very much like I have to be there. I have to look after everyone. She can see that her mother's struggling. They're struggling for money. They don't ask Mick for anything. Um, yeah. They and and then she helps her mum a lot in the restaurant as well while her mum is around. Then you have the twins, Jay and Hud. Um, Hud is more of the sensitive one. Did they say in comparison to Jay? Jay is like yeah. the successful surfer. Hard is his like younger brother that probably isn't as good looking, isn't as like the older two Reavers are the most good looking Reavers is the impression that you get. And then Hud and Kit are like still good looking people, but like <laughs> I, 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 that's the impression you get. But they, I think they feel like they're in the shadows of their brother and sister, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so I really head- like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I was gonna say in their head, they I think they think they're like not as desirable because they're not Nina, who is a who grows to be a model, or Jay, who is like a successful surfer. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like the fact that they're not actually twins, but they act like twins. Yes. Oh my god, more twins, Ellie. More twins. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Because yeah. they basically are twins. They grew up together. Because I think part of like not to bang on about twins again but like you do it is it is different I'd say the one thing that I think is different about having a twin for me Mm. personally is that we did everything at the same age until like 18 like we did our GCSEs at the same time we did our A-levels like everything all the like milestones that you reach happen at the same time yeah which is like which is really different to other siblings yeah so I think they are twins in that respect. Like they're the exactly, almost exactly the same age, aren't they? They they're like a few months apart, I think, and they luckily fall in the same like school year, so it's not odd. <laughs> I think it's like she had Jane, and two months later, Hart was on the doorstep. Yeah, 
so it, it works out. I, th- I think they say they're twins just to save face to the community, even though yeah. everyone sort of knows. And then yeah. you have Kit. Kit is Kit is the youngest one. She doesn't actually have a relationship with Mick. There's he's never he was never present in her life. Um, no. Um, she, I think she feels frustrated by living in Nina's shadow, like Nina being very motherly and protective and of her. Uh, mm. I think she feels like, ah, just let me be. I can do it too. That younger sibling frustration that you get when you've got maybe a sibling that's just being super overprotective. Um, yeah. One thing I would say, though, that I that didn't sit right with me mm. is their actual ages in the book. Because Nina are only like 25 and they act like she's like 35. Yeah, I think that's probably... Um, probably life life that makes you grow up like that because they say that yeah. about kids in Hollywood right that because of everything that they've seen and they've been through actually like like Kylie Jenner being how old was she 23 yeah, right, she's more actually. like 33 yeah no you're so right actually like that's a really good point that's a really good comparison because I was like the whole time I was reading it every time they mentioned her age I was like really but actually, <laughs> when you think about Kylie Jenner, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, also, that makes for, sense. also for her, so June dies in part one. Um, she drowns, right? Yeah. That's horrible because I think she was like, oh, I don't want to leave her. And then June's like, oh, oh it's God, fine. That's and awful. then she, she gets drunk and drowns in the bathtub, which is just terrible. And they they have, like we said, they have no money. They're not going to reach out to Mick. Mick doesn't get they they think that Mick's, the news will go to Mick and Mick will come back and he doesn't. And he doesn't. Um, yeah. And so then she they struggle. She drops, Nina drops out of high school. She's running the restaurant to keep them all fed. Like, times are hard. So I think that also probably aged her up faster than she Yeah, was. definitely. Yeah. But her sacrificing herself in that way gives way for the other three to be successful. Yeah. How old is um, Kit in this? She she just finished. She's a teenager, I think, isn't she? Or like Mm -hmm. she's young. But she she's got an interesting storyline because she like is at the party and she's like she basically tries she goes to see Nina before and she like gets all like sexy with her outfit. Mm -hmm. Um and then she's like at the party, like determined to like make out with someone. And she meets this really lovely boy and they get on really well. And then she kisses him and she's like, no. And then she says to him, she's like, I'm, they like get on really well and they like make really good friends. And she's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I thought I wanted to kiss you, but actually I think I like girls. And it's like the first time she says it out loud. And like, it's a really nice moment because he's like, I love that for you. And like, let's be best mates. Yeah. And it's really sweet. It's really sweet. And you see her struggle with, I guess, maybe femininity I guess like with her own identity in that first part right because she feels like yeah because she's... she's like a t-shirt and short jeans kind of thing and like yeah. she sees Nina wearing all these like dresses and elegant things but it's just not her and then when Nina like does her up for the party she like does it in her style which I love mm. oh another thing to add about Nina before we move on to the twins and then to part two is that Nina is married to a tennis star, a tennis champion, and she's currently going through a separation or a divorce. And so this party, 
she's doing it at a house on a mountain which she didn't actually want to live on she wanted to live by the beach and you get a little bit of background between her and her partner um at the mm. time she's also and i think we mentioned this she reminds me of like farah Fawcett of that time you know because she's like a pin-up and there's this whole like campaign that she was part of or this picture that someone got of her being like super sexy um and yeah. she's like that 80s version of farah Fawcett is the vibe that you get I think if you can think yeah. of that four set seventies super um cool photo. Um that and everyone tries around. to touch her, don't they? Because it's yes. like there's a slogan on one of the posters or calendars or something and she's like she talks about it and she's like, I wish people like it just yeah, like she doesn't <laughs> want everyone coming up to her being like, Can I touch you? <laughs> she's Isn't like, it... No, fuck off. <laughs> well, not even like I can I touch you. It's because the tip the the thing says it, t- it instructs them to touch and men take the piss and actually do it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah but, you know, it says um, you can... It, the post definitely tells me that I can touch you, so that's what I'm doing. And then they make a complaint yeah. because like, they know they can't. Like, it's actually horrible. Or, it's an or, interesting point, isn't it? But, yeah, an interesting point, yeah. yeah. And then the twins, Jane Hard. So, Kath touched that on them being twins before and them doing everything together. Just note, Jay broke up with a girl at the beginning in part one. Um, and he is seeing another girl. I've forgotten her name, but she takes no shit from him. It's great. She's just like, I don't care that you're famous. I'm not with you for that. Yeah. But don't think I'm here for you because I'm famous. Um, the ex-girlfriend is now seeing HUD. Um, yeah, so how do you feel about that? Because I felt like it, he should have told him straight off. He should have told him. I don't know why. And the, the fact that he got pictures of him giving him a blurry and then had them in the car when you know that your brother probably might jump in it like I just feel like it was very <laughs> like dude <laughs> what yeah. are you doing I was like oh come on hard you've been careful for so long yeah and does he know that she's pregnant by this point is her name Brooke I'm, I don't no she tells, she tells him at the party she tells him at the party okay so let's get to part two the party yeah so, so can a bit I just story. say I yeah. really liked this book, but the one thing that I found a bit annoying is there's way too many characters at the party, which I understand that's the point of the party, blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, I don't care about these people. I want to find out what happens to the family. Yes. Like, I got to a point where some of the characters are great, like the additional characters. Some of them are really great. And in fact, they're all good stories, but I feel like there's just way too many of them. Because uh-huh. I was just a bit like, I want to know what happens. Like, I don't know, but I'm one of, maybe it's because I'm one of those people that likes really like in-depth characters and I get really behind characters and I was like I'm reading this book to find out what happens to these characters and now you're giving me all these random stories about people I don't care about (laughs) it's because she spent so long setting up part one that when you get to part two it's a little jarring and then you understand what it is that she's trying to do but I agree with you it's like not flawless execution the vibe it gave me was um Breakfast at Tiffany's, the party scene in that film, where you follow Audrey Hepburn's character around as she's going through the party, and you see a lot of the like mania that's happening behind her. So people setting fire to things, people dropping like drinks on other people, people getting into all sorts of craziness that's happening behind her in the party. That's the vibe I got. But like Kath said, don't think it was a lot of the people just weren't that relevant. Yeah. Some... Some people to shout out Nina's best friend and her partner, the D- legends went on to the DJ. Yeah, they kicked up a fuss with the police, which was great. Um, when they were trying to get to shut down the party, I thought that was good. 
there was one wasn't there like an actress there that was smoking a joint oh no the girl that was going around sleeping with all these men and just putting yeah. off with so many people at the party because she knew she had to go home and have a proper life something like that it was weird yeah there were some good ones and I quite liked the um Kit's friend yeah she was like in love with Hard or Jay or one of them and like yeah yeah um there were some good there were some good ones and I did like it but I just got to the point where I was just like oh my god I just really and like it is quite a long book it's like well not long but like it's not short let's have a look yeah just short of 400 pages I guess like it's not I don't know I that just when I was reading it it kind of annoyed me but I did read it like in a day that made sense like I read the whole thing and it like I was like chilling for the day and I read the whole thing so maybe that's why like maybe if I'd read it in like smaller bursts I wouldn't have got annoyed no I'm I I read it I didn't read it in a day I read it over a couple of days and even for me I was like it's like I was like oh okay yeah Uh, but it it was I enjoyed some of those stories because in the end all of these minor characters end up getting like arrested and put in jail and so it's funny to see where they start at the beginning of the night and where they end up at the end. It's literally <laughs> like someone just brings like bags and bags and bags of like drugs and there's like oh, yeah. cocaine. I like that bit. The guy around. that just kind of turns up with like loads of coke and then he's just like it's just so like rock and roll. It's, it's ridiculous. So insane, yeah. Which is so stupid. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, that's insane! Like, how awful. <laughs> there was, he just yeah. gives it to like all these people. Like, they don't know what. Yeah, whatever. We're not going to get into like the the ins of that. <laughs> but Nina's husband turns up at the party. Ex-husband. He claims he loves her. He's at his new partner turns up. There's the whole falling out with that, which is just really weird. Really dramatic. As well. Really dramatic. He ends up going back to his lover. Um, oh, he's an that. idiot. He is an idiot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there's uh, what else happens? So yeah, Hud finds out that Jay's ex girlfriend is pregnant, and so they are trying to figure out how to tell Jay. But Jay finds the pictures in the car, and so they get into a fight. It's that quite both, a big fight. It's a real big fight. No one breaks it up until Mick Reaver turns up shock horror because kit has been sending him um kit has been sending him letters about the party invites, invites. To the party every year yeah. yeah invites every year he never turns up and then one year when he realizes that he's a lonely old man he turns up and so <sighs> that's what brings him to, to this party yeah i quite like the end where they all stick up for themselves as well like it's 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 a good... I really rate the characters. I think it's good character development. Yeah. They I sit on say. the beach with him and have it out. Like... Yeah. And then this random girl turns up and she's like, I think Mitt Reeve is my dad. And they just sort of like... <laughs> like, cuddle her into the group. Like, not... Yeah. Like, like, scoop her up. Like, don't worry, you're one of us. <laughs> well, the, so the only reason... Yeah, they yeah, they like, don't... Don't worry, you are one of us. Yeah. And the only reason they do that is because she has the Reaver signature lip. Is that what it is? Yes, yeah, Mick like has that. a signature lip, and Nina looking at this girl, and so Nina spends also half of her night figuring out if this girl is part of her family or not, and then just being like, "Fuck it, who cares?" Be- and part of her that acceptance is that she's got this like signature lip. So I was just like, "Sure," um, but they basically tell him to sh- go away, jog on, 
we don't want you. We've done fine so far. Yeah. And he, he accepts that. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty, Pretty much. much. And Jane had to get over there, beef. And Jay breaks up with his side piece. His, who, who he actually really likes. Oh, and he has a heart <laughs> murmur, doesn't he? Yeah, that bit. I kind of... Okay, here's my hot take. I feel Go. like it didn't really... I think it's a good... Like, I think it could have been a really good element to the book, but I don't feel like it was developed enough. No. That's it was I'm almost... I'm, I'm talking, like, as if I don't like... To, I did really like the book, just to say. Like, I'm talking as if I didn't, but I did really like it. Um, but, yeah. It was almost like, <laughs> oh, he can't surf anymore. Oh, it's okay. Kit will be able to do it. She's a great surfer. Yeah. We've been overlooking her. Do you know what this podcast episode feels like? What's that? feels like we're at book club. <gasps> and I've gone in with one opinion and I've come out with another. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a good book. No, it it's is. A fun yeah. book. It's an easy read. Um, and you know I what mean, we haven't done for ages? Yeah. Goodreads rating. What would you give it on Goodreads? I don't remember what I gave it on Goodreads. A four? Yeah, I'd give it a four. It's a solid four. Yeah. I think it was a four. I think that's what I did. I definitely gave it a four, I think. Oh, let me check. Uh, why can't I log into my Goodreads? What is happening? Everyone is messaging. Have I you seen that Goodreads is like has slightly updated? I know, I'm not a fan. No. <laughs> We've been wanting it to update for so long and now it's updated. We're like, hate it. <laughs> well it's just moved they've just moved the icons. Nah, on desktop it looks different. Does it? <gasps> OMG. Yeah, I gave it a four. I can't find I can't find can't find I'll tell it. you what you read it. I t- I tell you what you marked it as. It will tell me. You rated it for. Oh, okay. It's not there. What they've done? Date update updated. Oh, it's all in a weird order. Actually, guys, if you use something other than Goodreads, can you let us know? Because I don't Goodreads is so like glitchy, it's really annoying. So we'd love to know. I know there's a few others, but I'd love to we'd love to know your thoughts. Um maybe DM us on the old Instagram. Send us a note. Again, yeah. Instagram handle at We Are Bookish Pod is also the handle for a Twitter and Facebook. Um, and we Ooh. also have a website now. It's bookishpodcast.co.uk where yeah. you can find some great writing from the Catherine Pepworth. <laughs> Occasionally <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Ellie's, Ellie's been promising me an article for quite a while. I know. So. It's going to be about twins. <laughs> It is. And now I've got another set of twins to add to the pile. Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, Ellie's obsessed with well, if Imagine you if that... you married a guy that was a twin one day. I don't think I could cope. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, on that, on that note, I think we should probably stop. Uh, well, guys, just saying, if you want it, go give us some ratings, go on Apple Podcasts and go follow us on um, on our social. And maybe you'll get a Yeah, we'd really like some post. ratings, actually. Apple Podcasts like it's all done on ratings and stuff so so we've heard so follow us on spotify rate us on apple podcasts follow us on instagram we love you forever basically yeah and if you fancy some reading go check out our our blog yeah and now that we've done our marketing spiel i'm going to say farewell and have another glass of rosé <laughs> i'm gonna go open something i'm gonna find alcohol in this house <laughs> yes i love that for you thank you you enjoy your wine girl Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye.
And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe and share with your friends and we'll love you forever. <laughs> Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>